Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us, he's not imparted to us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. God has given you dunamis, power within, love, agape, his love, and the ability to have a disciplined, everybody say discipline, a disciplined, saved mind, a delivered mind, a healed, restored mind. You have the ability to change. You have the ability to change. You have the ability to change. You do have the ability to change. Your life, the way you lived before Jesus, all can be changed. Who you think you are is not who you are. You need to become who you are. Oh, this is good. This is good. You know what makes it even better and why I get so pumped about it? It's not because I'm saying it, because I know what I'm, I know this is his word. I know his word is saying this. His word is telling me this. You guys, I don't get all excited for you. I mean, I, I like you, but I'm telling you, when I get excited because me, I'm not, I'm not a pastor preaching for your amusement. I, I, I never have been that. That's why you can see me 10, 20, 30 years ago, and you can see the same guy. The same one. Not, there's no change. I, I'm, other, I might be more crazy. Because this is just too awesome. And the more I know him, the more I get a deeper understanding of him, the more excited I get. And I see some people, and they come to, you've been in church 15, 20 years, and you're so cold and dead. That's what religion does. That's not what relationship does. That's what pure religion does. Why want that? Why want that? It's, why? Jesus said, I've come to give you life and it beyond normal, abundant life. And how many of us are getting holy of this stuff? No, because we're, we're just staying stuck in the rut of our past. Break free. But I'll tell you what it's going to take. You're going to have to get relentless. You're going to, relentless in what? Crazy, wacko, spiritual? No. Relentless in truth. This stuff will get you so grounded. It, it'll get you in the best picture of a human being possible. And you can't find that in a religious person. But you can find it in a true follower of Jesus. Jesus said to, his, to the guys, he said, I want you to follow me. He says, I will make you fishers of men. Now think about that. Fishers of men. Well, fishing, they understood. They make a decision. They go out. They operate in a strategy. You know, most fishermen do. Is it this color? Is it this bait? Is it this movement? All kinds of different strategies. But they have a directive to go out to get something. They have a purpose. They're disciplined because it's livelihood. 
It's a necessity for food. So this important thing. But he says, I'm going to make you fishers of people. That's pretty awesome. But it's not a fishers of people with a religious concept. It's this concept of this thing is so big that you got to be able to get it out to others. It's so important. It's so impacting. You see, I want you. I desire, strong desire, for each and every one of you to be successful in your homes, in your marriages, in your jobs, whatever you're doing. Now you tell me that the pathway of success is carrying a bigger Bible in your job, quoting more scriptures in your job. Are you serious? No. It has zero to do with that. It has building your life up to this position of integrity, that character that people look at, and they, and they honor you because you're a person of your word. You're dependable. You're faithful. You're wise. You're smart. You're cute. Whatever. That's what people are looking for. That's what they want to see. That's what I want to see from love life out there. Not the Bible thumper. A person out there that just has this joy and this light in their life where people are going, what is that in you? And it, they don't ask that because you're going, hallelujah, praise the Lord, glory to God, brother, glory to brother. No, zero of that, zero. But because you're just that person, it's so solid. Things are going crazy and you're like, not me. In your head, you're going, as for me and my house, we stand. I built, I built this life on the foundation of a rock. You can, you can have whatever you're having out there, but this house ain't falling. Now, I'm saying you ain't saying that. I'm saying you believe that. And that gives you strength. Amen? Are you guys with me this morning? All right. So let's just, let's just go over what we, just went, what we were looking at last week. Um, we have the discipline mind. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says this, we have, everybody say we have, the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. When I look at Jesus, I don't look at Freakville. I, I look at someone that's so solid, so secure, no matter how religion would come and attack him. Church people would come and attack him. Not, not, the, not the sinners, not the evil, not the, the robbers and thieves. Church people would come and attack him. And, and he was so chill. And it was a matter of fact, everything he did. Matter of fact. No fear, no worry. He had focus in what he was called to do. I only do what my father says. I only say what my father says. Are you guys hearing this? He's revealing God. Woo, this is powerful. Philippians 2, 5. Let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. 
Do what? Let it. What does that mean? You have to allow this information. Some of you ain't allowing it. It's, it's tilting your head because of your past information, your way of life, all the things that say, I can't, I'll never, I won't. And God's saying, oh, come on now. Come on now, let this mind be in you. Let it happen. How are you gonna do that? You, you gotta believe. You, you have to you have to look at this and go, this is the word, this is his words. I know I believe this way and I know I have everything that backs up in what I believe because this is my proof. But God says this and God, listen, it comes down to this. Either I know more than God or he knows more than me. Either I have a level of truth than God or he has a greater level of truth. That, 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 the simplicity of my transformation is that. I just break it down easy. If you want to get this thing going in life and you want to have the, the, the truths of this word operating your life, you just got to get to the place you're like going, that's simple. Do I know more than God? <laughs> Are you kidding me? There's not even a, 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 a tiny bit. So what am I going to do? I'm going to believe him. I don't care what this says. I don't care what yesterday said. I don't care what last year said. I don't care what you say. I don't care what I say. What did he say? What does his word say to me? I'm going to get some of you guys to believe this. And my God, your lives are never going to be the same again. And those are the people I want to hang out with. I want to hang out with you guys. But this other stuff, man, no. No. Listen, this is the year to be relentless. And, and sad to say, most are coasting. Relentless ones, are, they ain't softened. You had something awesome happen, you need to stop there. You had this happen, you ain't stop there. Relentless ones, you're going to get smacked down. But because you're relentless, you're going to get right back up. You know that all things work out for good. All things are going to work together. They're going to happen. It's going to be better because you've determined that the word of God is more truthful than your experience. You're just saying, not, not me. As for being my house, as for my life, I'm founded on the rock. Oh, the winds are going to blow. The rains are going to come. The floods are going, they're going to, it's going to rise, but I'm built on the rock. Oh, I'm going to get a little wet. I'm going to feel the wind. I'm going to get the rain blowing on me. I'm going to hear some thunder. Ooh, but the truth of the matter is I'm on a rock. My house will not fall. Amen. Listen, many times scripture says, control your thoughts, control your thoughts. Control your thoughts. Control your thoughts. You control your thoughts, you control you. But it tells you to be in the position of driving your life. You can exist. Most Christians exist in life. Or you're going to live life. You're going to determine, I'm making choices. I love, I love the, 
the lesson we have in the Gospels with the centurion and Jesus. I, I just, I'm so fascinated by his understanding of authority and his relationship with our Lord. And he had so much greater understanding of Jesus than his disciples did. Why? Because he believed. See, he operated in authority. He says, Jesus, you don't have to come. You don't have to come to me. I, I'm, I'm asking you to heal my servant. This guy had to be a great manager, a great boss, right? His, his concern was for, for his, his aide, a person that worked for him in his house. His own, not a soldier. This is his house. And he says, just say the word. You don't need to come. And he doesn't stop there. He says, because I understand authority. I know authority. I tell this one, go there, and they go there. I tell this one, come here, and they're going to come. He goes, I know my authority. I know that I don't have to do anything but say it, and it's done. Now, we understand he's a Roman centurion, and he knows that if I say it, you don't do it, I'll kill you, your mama, your dad, I'll kill your dog. So, of course, there's this position of, of power maybe behind that, behind Caesar, whatever the case may be, it's still his power and understanding that natural law of power, but say natural law, there's a spiritual truth and he gets it. And Jesus marveled at his faith, marveled. I want Jesus marveling at my faith. When everything's going, no, you can't, no, you can't. I'm moving in going, oh, yes, I can. And I'm not backing down. I'm not backing down. So we got to control our thoughts. Amen. What was the number one, in fact, uh, number one enemy of, of focus? Distractions. Remember, we were talking about distractions and how we can be distracted on the inside. We can be distracted on the outside. I believe there are more dangerous distractions within you than there are outside of you. Oh, there's distractions out there. I believe the, the biggest one is the distraction in your own life. Your own, your own self-talk, your own belief systems, they distract you. They get you off focus. You know your life when you get focused in, don't you? When you, you, when you go, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get this done. I'm, gonna, I, I'm going to be successful here. A challenge comes your way at your job. You're going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this. I'm going to get this. And, and, and you're focused in. You know when you don't focus in, what happens? You, you, you're just wasting time. You, and time, time is money. I thank God of my journey as far as uh, my, my work ethic early on. I was taught early uh, just in my home. We get things done. We, if something's broken, we fix it. It's because we didn't have a lot of money. So we, we weren't able to just take it to, you know, a mechanic or this. We had to fix it. I remember I, my dad, we wanted a, a patio, a porch on our house for so long that we outgrew our, our above-ground pool. 
the Doughboy Pool. It was a little, we were young, little in it. It was great, but as we got bigger, it became too small. And we literally took that thing, tore it down, and made a, por- a patio out of it. My dad did. And, and, it, and it worked. But the thing was, is we couldn't afford to do it any other way than that, but we got what we wanted. We got what we wanted. And because of that, this, this, this work ethic of we got to do it, get things done. But see, it opened the door into construction for my life. And in that, I went from a place of being paid hourly, which when you're paid hourly, you don't have the, that attitude of get it done because you're getting paid hourly. So there's a tendency to coast. But I went from there to piecework because I went and did construction in California. And they did piecework, you get paid by how much you get done. And I realized, man, you can make more this way than hourly. And then I started my own business and you don't get paid hourly. You either work, you don't eat. So you work and you work and you work and you do what you can to be successful. But because of that habit and going into ministry, that's just my mindset. Thank God for that because we need that type of mindset in the kingdom. This is an hourly wage job here. This is commission sales. And everything I've seen and everything I've heard and every, every person that I have connected with that are billionaires, multimillionaires, and I've been around a few, have always said the quickest way to get where they're at is commission sales, which is an amazing statement because that's literally stating that it's all on you. But sky's the limit when you create the ability no one can stop you. Do you guys see what I'm saying? It's in us. It's in us. Man, thank God for your jobs and whatever trade you're in. But listen, if you want my truth and, and, and what I believe, I believe you get past that and you start owning the company. That's what I believe. I believe you're at the highest level when you own the company, when you're the boss. It's the best place to be because then you're in control of the kingdom of God, your finances, and you're not having to bow down to them saying, no, you have to work. When you're the boss, no, I don't have to work. I'm taking this day off. Or if we go on a missus trip, you don't have to beg the boss for time off. You're the boss. You're in control. Oh, my gosh. Oh, if, maybe you guys don't want that. I'm believing for it. Then you just let it go over your head. But that's what I'm believing for. Own your own businesses. Put your name out there in front of that building. Amen. Church Daniel. That's what I need out there. Church Daniel. So distractions, enemy number one, seven, seven ways to minimize distractions. Practice. Remember what I said, you, gotta, you have to. The beginning of your day is the beginning of, of how to live life correctly. Now you're gonna begin it the way you always begin it and it's dread and uh, whatever and the whole process you go through or you're gonna put the kingdom first. Seek first the kingdom. 
And that means you're going to take, you're going to just take that few minutes, just recognizing your father, just thanking, thanking Jesus for how, how awesome he is for your life. Now, remember, everything we should be doing is based upon faith. Everybody say faith. Now, faith is this confident expectation. So my, my life and how I've been doing it for years and years and years is based upon my communication of faith every single morning, every single morning. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, God is not Santa Claus to me. I don't make a list and check it twice. I just don't every day go up and say, I need this and I need that. And I, that's not, that is, years ago, it was that way. It has nothing to do with me now because I know he supplies all my needs. Now, the only time I'll bring something up to him is, is when I, I believe I need to ask specifically for certain things. So that comes that time. So it's not like I can't do that. He wants me to. But I'm not begging. I'm not sitting there making a list and every day just saying, I need this, I need this, I need this. I'll see you later tomorrow. So my, my position is faith. So what am I doing? I'm, ex- I'm calling those things to be not as though they were. When, when Jesus said, when you pray, believe that you received them, past tense, and you will have them. He didn't say pray and hope you get it. He said, believe that you received it. If you're wanting to know how to get connect with God in position of faith is, is you're starting your day going, this is what I'm expecting. And I believe it's mine. Man, God loves that kind of talk. Why do you think Jesus went, true? He didn't get his feelings, sir. What, you don't want me to come? I'm Jesus. Why can't I come to your house? I don't just say the word. I need to show people my power when I get there. And look, it's Jesus. He didn't do that. He was like, man, that's what I want to see. Great faith. He's a great faith. I want to see that. You got the woman at the issue of blood. This woman is bleeding for years and years and years. The Bible says she's gone to every doctor. They're like going, we don't have a clue. But they took her money. (laughs) Doctors don't do that. Next time I go to that doctor and they, you go for an appointment and they go, don't have a clue. Then say, give me my money back. Why we, why, why, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. Give me my money back. Yeah, I would. I, believe me, I'm that aggressive when I, that's why I don't go very much. Or maybe they don't see me, but whatever. Point is, is we need to practice. Josh, just spend a few minutes. Get this thing rolling. Get the ball rolling in your life. It'll be a good thing for you. Number two, focus daily. Fine tune. You got to fine tune on things. It's like I said, when, you're, when you want to accomplish something, when, when you want to get something done, you got to get focused. You got to bring that vision in single vision. Not double vision. You have single vision. Amen. Number three, live in the moment. Live in the moment. Not yesterday. Not, not tomorrow. I mean, not then and not that. We need to live right now, amen? When do we live? You know why this is such an important truth? Because this is the only time you can do. 
You can't do anything other than this, but live right now. You can't live five minutes ago, and you can't live five minutes from now. You can only live right now, right now. Right now you're living, and it will always be this way, period, right now. So right now is the most important time, right? Right now, what you're doing is the most important thing right now, right now. See, just a minute ago, it's gone. It doesn't even matter. Oh, we're in a new time right now. Oh, I can get freaky. Let's move on. All right. Number four, daily meditation in the midst. Daily meditation in the midst. I say that only because it's so easy to meditate when everything's going good. We all love to meditate. We all love to think happy thoughts and think about, oh, God's good. But when all hell's breaking loose, we're like, God, why? You know, we start throwing fit. When things are going crazy, we, ain't, we just, we ain't meditating. Our minds are warfare, too noisy. Meditate in the midst of the storm. What did Jesus do when the disciples literally thought they were going to drown to death? They thought they were going to die. What was he doing? Sleeping. Man, wouldn't you love to be in that position in life? Oh, I, 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 can't, I know I'm not there yet. I, I know I'm not. I, I want to be in that position to where it just, ah! and I'm like going, wake me when it's done. Oh, man, that's peace. Everything I see about Jesus, and, and I, paid it, I, I paid close attention, attention to him for many, 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 many years now. And he is so secure, and he's so chill. Not saying he can't get aggressive, because we've seen him get aggressive. Not saying he can't get loud. He, he can get loud. He can get angry. But even in anger and even in that position of, uh, he still was under control. So awesome. So awesome. And that's what we need to, uh, let's strive to be like him. Amen. Amen. Be intentional. Know exactly what you want to achieve in every situation. You got to be intentional in life. Listen, I understand it. It's so simple to be monotonous in life. You get up, you go to work, you've been doing this constantly. I mean, you can drive and not even remember where you're at, but be, get where you're going, right? Anybody know that? I mean, I don't know how many times we were like, you know, going to go to the mall or something else, I'm driving to church. It's like, oh, oh yeah, we're not going to church. Because it's just, it's automatic. Every single day, every single day, every single day. And then all of a sudden, we got to make a right on the free or a left. I mean, I, it, I literally have to consciously go, okay, we're going to go right. We're going to go right. Because my attitude is straight through. That's what it is. Be intentional. Number six, long-time focus demands short-term break, short breaks. When you are focused on something for a long period of time, do not continue in that tense attitude. Because what happens is you're, you're not created to stay that way in a long period of time. Your mind, honestly, your mind needs to have process time of chill. It needs to be able to cool back, sit back, and it's that way in every area in life. So if you're constantly keeping it pressured, 
you're going to start thinking wrong. You're going you're gonna to think wrong, which means you're going to act wrong. So there are times when you got to go, okay, we're, we're doing good. I, I'm cut right here, and let's just take a breather. And I know sometimes it's hard, but it, it's always going to be a good thing. And it's just a short-term break, so it's a good thing. Amen? Number seven. N- number seven. Number seven, eliminate natural distractions. For, you know, for a period of time, get away from noise. Get away from from the busyness of life. Get away from your stinking phone. Not that your phone's stinking, but maybe it does. I don't know. But the point is, get, turn the thing off. Get away from it. Just get to a place where you're like going, ah, this is good. It's, it's, it'll be good for you anyway because you're going to see your life. You're going to see literally what your life is about. When after a few minutes, you're freaking out to go see if someone, someone texts you or if you got a notification, that's when you know your life is 100% out of control. You don't have control, but don't feel bad. Don't get all ugly right now because we can do that with a lot of things. We can do it with eating habits. We can do it with all kinds of things in our lives where we stop doing something and then all of a sudden you see, you see the power of that natural, the Bible calls the flesh or that natural way of life that you've been trained in. You see the power of that thing. And that's what I tell people. We tell people all the time when we do like uh, fit for life or we do, you know, whatever we do when it has to do with health focus, we tell people, you're going to hear your body. Your body's going to scream. Your body's going to get mad at you. It's going to throw a fit. It, it literally is going to say, you know, like you're killing it. And all you did is miss lunch. But I'm telling you, it will. And all it is, is it's, it's revealing to you that it is, has an addiction in it. It's sad to realize this, but it's true, people. A lot of these foods you're addicted to. And that's why you don't want to get healthy. And you can talk trash about the cigarette smoker and the alcoholic, but you won't drop those little Debbies, man. You you won't stop, you know. You got to chow down, chow down the carbs, chow down the sugars. But you can trash talk all the the other addicts, addicts out there. You, You just like them. Exactly like them. Now, the consequences of theirs, short-term, more of a short-term danger, but you still got a danger. It's a long-term, but it is a danger. It'll kill you. And I'm just saying, let's, let's rise up. Amen? Let's rise up. And I know a lot of people come to church and they go, I don't want to hear health stuff in a church. Then go to another one. Because I, I care about the whole body. Spirit soul, and body. So if you're wanting a pastor that ain't going to care about your health or, or eating and stuff like that, there's a bunch of them out there. I'm not one of those. So you come in here, I'm going to hit every area, okay? Every area. I just want you healthy. I want you to live long. I want you living long. All right, I'm going to look at eight focus truths to understand. Number one, failure is based on broken focus. 
Failure is based on broken focus. If you look at uh, like a picture of, of the scripture where Jesus is walking on the water, Peter's on the boat with the other disciples. Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me, tell me to come. And I'm going to come. And they said, Lord, if it's you, speak your word to me and I'm going to obey that word. That's what he says. All right. He gets out of the boat and he walks on water. What's giving him the ability to walk on water? The word that he believes. Please hear what I'm saying. The word that he believed out of the mouth of Jesus operates in the supernatural. You want supernatural happening in your life, but you don't want to, you don't want to walk on the word. So what happens is, is you, you don't get out of the boat or like him, you get out of the boat and then you start looking at what? Circumstances, situations, doctor's reports. You start doing this. Now, the only reason why you are walking on water is because Jesus said, come. That's the only reason. There, he didn't say, come, because I'm going to give you supernatural power and ability, and angels are going to be holding you up the whole time. He didn't, all he said is, come. He's walking on water. Peter says, I'll go to you. Just, tell, just say the word. The, the word is giving him supernatural ability to walk on water. That's impossible. It's impossible to walk on water. And that's what the supernatural does. It deals with these impossibilities in the natural. It's not impossible in the supernatural. Why? Peter walked on water. Come on, somebody. So we gotta, we, we got to recognize, stay focused. Peter started going what? Broken focus. And what happens? He started failing. This, you can look at your life. When you get out of focus, when you break focus, it, it, it starts robbing you. Stay focused. Be relentless, people. Be relentless, amen? Number two, you only succeed according to your focus. You will only succeed according to your focus. How do you see right now? Think about it. You see based upon your belief system. That's it, everybody. That's why I tell people, when it comes down to it, we all have different ways of beliefs and different ways of viewpoints, all of us, everybody in here. And that's what, when you come together with someone as a friend or, or maybe you're looking for you know, a husband, future husband, wife, whatever, you have to recognize that there's two belief systems operating right now. And what people do is we don't want to deal with belief systems until all hell breaks out after we said I do or we have kids now. And then we want to find out what the belief systems are. Man, you are messed up now. You want to raise your kid this way, and the other one's going, no, we ain't raising our kids this way. Why? Because you didn't deal with the belief system at the very beginning. Oh, this is too good to get this. <laughs> or you're going, why didn't you tell me earlier? <laughs> Dude, I mean, people, I've been telling this for years. <laughs> you just didn't come a long time ago, all right? All things work out for good. All things work out for good. Now, listen, we, didn't, we ain't all perfect. So sometimes you, you get married and you have the, you, there's the realization of, of ah, but hey, you got married. 
Work through it. Work through it. Because there ain't no, well, let me try it again. It doesn't work that way. You're going to end up doing the same thing over and over. And then you're going to find out the common denominator is you, goofy. <laughs> Wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> Just fix you, man. Just fix you. I've heard so many, you would not believe that I've been through this a while now. They go, if I just move, if I just get another job, no, 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 it's you. That, just because you, you moved to Colorado on 815, believe me, you still going to be you. All right. That, that cold weather didn't go, I have integrity now. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, isn't that crazy? But people do, they believe that kind of stuff. That's silly. That's silly. All right. Uh, number three, you can't always control distractions, but you can control how you focus in them. The distractions are going to come, but you, you, all right, you, you, <laughs> whatever. You, you got to recognize you are the one in control. Focus. Distractions come. Focus. Focus. Stay focused. You'll overcome. I said you will overcome. Number four, just because it gets our attention doesn't mean it deserves our attention. Be in control. Right? You can get a, it, all, 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 there's all kinds of things out there that can get your attention, but that doesn't mean it, it deserves that attention. Or it could be bad attention. You're looking at something you ought not to be looking at. You already know that journey doesn't do anything good for you. But see, we're not, we're so weak. We've got to just, we've got to start working out this inner self and get to a place where we're able to overcome. We're able to, no, I ain't going that way. I'm not going that way. I would love to say you can get that way in a month but it doesn't work that way. It's going to take hard work, especially if you've got years of never stopping yourself. It's going to take some work, but you know what? One inch forward is success, people. One inch forward is success. Don't think you have to accomplish and overcome it in one day. It doesn't work that way. Be nice if it did, but it doesn't. Let's continue on. Number five, stuff happens in life. But you determine the size of the problem. You do. You define if it's big or if it's small. Everything that I teach, everything, is tied to Bible principles. Information in Scripture that can back up that this is possible. If you look at, which remember the Old Testament is our samples. It's a picture of things that we can see and recognize this is how you can win. This is how you can lose. And it gives you these pictures and these types that are wonderful. But you can look at the, when, when Israel sent in 12 spies to go into the promised land, again, a picture of our life. We've been delivered... God delivered Israel out of Egypt. It's a picture of us being delivered into Jesus when we receive him. Israel didn't do it. 
God did it. When you get saved, you don't do it. God does it. That's it. So the next step is wilderness. No. That, that was a direction to get through into promised land. Majority of Christians are living in wilderness and thinking this is God's best. And God's going, I never, never, never wanted you to be in the wilderness. He still, God does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. So he says, I ain't in this wilderness living. I want you going through that and getting straight where you're supposed to go to. Get in the promised land. 12 spies, 10 came back and said, we can't do this. We see ourselves as grasshoppers to these giants in the land. Joshua and Caleb said, we own them. They're ours. Was Joshua and Caleb giants? They just had a belief in God. They had a belief in his word. And when they saw the giants, they said, mountain, be made low. You, you ain't, you, you just, you, right now you just in the way of the sunshine. But I'm gonna move you out of the way because this already belongs to me. And they're saying, let's do this. David, David is the smallest kid in his family. He's overlooked. The prophet's told to go to David, go to Jesse's family and bring, bring out a king out of all his sons. And God says, I'll tell you which one. David's father, Jesse, is told the prophet Samuel's coming to the house to pick one of your sons to be king. <laughs> he brings all the family except David. He's like, there ain't no king. <laughs> that, 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 young, that young teen's going to sit there and watch the sheep. Someone's going to watch the sheep. Well, I'm going to take all my sons. And, and a few of his sons were in the, when Israel's army. And I mean, these guys were, you know, warriors. Except David, he's back in, you know, you know, in his little sheepskin shepherd suit. And God looks at all these people and goes, no, nah, this ain't the one. Where, do you have any more? And they go, yeah, he, we have David, but he's keeping the sheep. It can't be David. It's got it's to be one of these ones. Eliab, he's the biggest. And goes, I, no, I'll bring David. I ain't going nowhere until I get David. David comes on the scene. The Bible says he's fair. The picture we have as far as what we see in Bible, he's probably, he's probably fair skin, red hair. Israelite. So he isn't like the picture of someone that's, oh, there he is, man. That's, that's a winner. That's a winner. Then David goes, and God speaks to the, the prophet. And he says, that's the king. That's the new king. David's beginning of his journey to be in the position of the king of Israel had to go through a giant. And we already know the story. The giant came out and called out Israel, bring out, one, bring out someone to fight me. And we don't have to go to war. Just bring out someone to fight me and we'll deal with it right now. And the Bible said Israel ran away. Israel kept running away. They were in complete and total fear. Total fear. Giant would come out, bring someone out. Come on, you guys are the, the people of God. Bring someone out. And they just ran away, ran away, ran away. David came on the scene one time when he was screaming and David's head was, 
Who in the world does that guy think he is? His attitude is like, I will smack him down. I will smack him down. And it got around the army, and all of a sudden, King Saul, who was king at the time, said, bring that boy to me. And David comes in. Hey, Saul. <laughs> what do you want, buddy? Saul's like going, what, what are you talking trash? You're going to say you're going kill to the, kill that giant? He goes, oh, I'll take care of the giant. Don't worry about it. I, 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 listen, between me and you, king, I whooped on a bear last week. A lion I had for lunch. That giant, I'm about to take him down. You, you release me. Can you imagine? David, you release me. I'm telling you, I whoop him. I whoop him. He wasn't big. And Saul's like gone. David, come on, man. And, and, and David literally said, Saul's almost like, oh, what's it going to matter? No one else is going out there. I ain't going out there. I mean, it's, it's almost like it's going, well, all right, whatever. And what does David do? He not only is like, goes out there, he's aggressively going to the, to the giant. And he's like going, you're dead, dude. You are, you are dead. And he kills the giant. You see, you have to recognize that you create the big and small in your life. There, pressures and problems in life don't come in. Oh, here comes a big size one. Look, it says big size. Extra, extra grande. Oh, here it comes. Ay, caramba. Oh, yay, yay. Why? Because it's got a tag on it. It's demanding. No, no. I determine. And when the big one comes, mountain be made low. Amen? Are you guys hearing me? All right. You determine the size, amen? You fix your eyes on not what is seen, but what is unseen. Fix your eyes on the truth of God's word above the natural. The natural is temporal. It's temporary. What does that mean? Subject to change. Supernatural, supernatural. God's word is God's word. But in the natural, everything, everything is subject to change. Woo, this is good. This is good, amen? Number six, focus on the mind, not your feelings. Focus on mind, not feelings. Feelings come from what you think. Do you understand that? I'm so, I'm so afraid. I'm, I'm scared. Not because of that, but because of this. That's, that's the only reason why. It's, it's fear, worry, anxiety, sadness. All those things come from your thoughts. It's not a feeling that overrides you and just happens. It's from a thought. And as long as you feed the feelings, you will not overcome them. Focus. Don't allow your feelings to control you. People, please hear me right now. You are in control of your feelings. 
you may you you believe or you've got this belief system that it's it's uncontrollable or just the way it, no it isn't you control your feelings by how you think change your thinking change your feeling yes it's difficult sometimes yes it's hard but i get, i guarantee you this if you were doing it ever since you've been born on this earth it'd be simple would it not be? Exactly. If you're trained that way and you were brought up that way, it would be easy peasy, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's truth. And that's why right now we're supposed to be trained in it. Start small, work your way up. Amen. Let's go through this journey. Let's get some victory in our belt and let's have some success, and let's get this thing going. Oh, yeah, here it is. It's working. This is working. This is working. Keep building on it and building on it and building on it and building on it. And yeah, after a time, you're like going, oh, yeah, this is easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yeah. All right? Number seven, change your feelings through your focus. Change your feelings through your focus. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and powerful. You want to change your feelings? Focus in on the word of God, which is powerful. Everybody say powerful. The word of God is powerful. You get the word of God in you, it'll transform you. Get the word of God in you, it's powerful, powerful. It will transform you. Number eight, God gave us a mind that creates bigger. Listen. This mind is amazing. If we could do some common sense, can, is that okay if we use some common sense? You guys have taken history, history lessons of, of, of quote, ancient past. And, and you see pictures of, say, say just back in the, the, the teens, the 1800s, and what do you see? Maseratis, jets, what do you see? Think about it. Think about what you see. Horses, you know, you know, you know wooden carriages and, and just bathrooms that aren't really bathrooms. You know what I'm saying? Toilet paper, who knows, you know, who knows? Huh? There's no paper mills. Like, oh, man, thank God I wasn't born then. Changing a diaper back then, <laughs> Poor kids. That's why they grow up real quick. They own their business, their own business at 10 years old, you know, whatever. But think about that, all right? Think about that. And then go further back. And you keep going further back, what do you see? You see less and less technology, right? But common sense, we're all at common sense, right? Okay, what, did some different group of people come in? I mean, all of a sudden, this, oh, we hit 1900s, and God said, okay, why about this and bring in this whole group of people that have a different mindset? No, it's the same group of people. And each group of people are expanding their process of here at the ability of their belief system. You can see all kinds of different people that have created great things for us that had ideas of future things 
that would, they would never see in their lifetime. But they had these ideas, these pictures. But see, they, they couldn't get there because 99.9%, no one could grab hold of that. But that one person, they entered into this place that, that what God's word says, and this is the revelation of it. You have the, you have the beginning of, of, of humankind. You go through the process of the flood. And after the flood, you have the whole beginnings again starting over, right? Noah's family. And from that, you have the increase and the continuous increase. And it's and just going on, going on, going on. And this group of people, this one mindset people, this one language people, this one belief system people, got together and said, we're going to build a tower that's going to reach God. And literally started building a massive tower. We're talking right, this is after the flood, people. And they literally built this massive tower. We don't know, you know, it's just a guessing of what, what, what this thing was. But God goes and sees it. And he says this, because they have one language and they have one viewpoint together. This is what God said. Nothing, everybody say nothing. Nothing is impossible for them. What did that mean? They could have created flight at that time. They could have created anything we're doing. They could have created iPhone 12. They could have. God said, you, are, you know more than God? You, you wiser than God? He said, nothing. Now I understand at the point of time, they're at the resources available. But I guarantee you, there are people in these time periods that are going beyond, hundreds and hundreds of years beyond. And everybody's seeing it as fantasy and everything else. But the truth of the matter is, is we ultimately get to these places. And it's freaky. But is this chance? It's luck? No. God created us in his image, his likeness. Gosh! That's why you can say, nothing's impossible if you can believe. What are you doing? What are you doing? You're in your job and you have a little problem, a little issue, a little issue in your marriage. You get all, you're all freaking out like life's going to end. Stop! Stop. This here is powerful. Powerful. Your answers are there. Your, anything you need to get you to another level of success in your life, whatever it is, it's all right here. It's here. It's in you. You've got to believe. You've got a stinking past that's messing you up. You've got some bad training that's messing you up. You've got bad hanging out people that's messing you up. Start cleaning this stuff. Start here first. Start here first. Everything else will process. Everything else processes it. Start. You start believing. I want you to quit looking. It's because my husband. It's because my wife. It's because my family. It's because of my job. I want you to stop it. I want you to stop that nonsense. That's religious. That's goofiness. Stop it. And I want you to start believing in you. You start seeing it in you. You start 
believing, you start expecting, let it happen in you. Believe me, believe me. Everything else out here changes. That ugly that you thought you saw in that person, that ugly goes away. Why? Because the image of you is created in something totally different. You start rising. No one can hold you down. I'm telling you right now, just the image, your viewpoint, your identity, you become unstoppable. I don't mean it in a, in a mean, aggressive, negative way. I'm talking about in an, in an attitude in your life to where you're like going, you know what? I'm not settling for second best no more. I'm a king's kid, man. I'm going for, I'm going for the best. Oh, you, you, you think that's the best? No, we're going to go higher than that. You just, you get to the place where people start looking to you and go, they'll come up with a solution, man. That's why we got to pay them double. And you accept it. Pay me double. I'm not working double hours, but pay me double. Right? You think I'm goofing around when I say that? I'm not. Not. One of these days, there's going to be some of you going to take me up on this faith that I have for you, and you're going to see it happen. Just don't forget me in the process. Because I've been this way forever. It didn't all happen just because of you and yourself. We're two or three degrees touching anything upon this earth. All right? Amen. Where do I go from here? I'm about ready to close it up. Proverbs 4.23. I mean, literally, we're trained to think small. Just, just to backtrack, we are. We're trained to think small. And it's got to stop. Sometimes we get so hindered and we're concerned about what other people are thinking. The only reason why we have electricity and things that we love that just, that just catapult us into a whole different life is because those people didn't care what anybody else thought. They knew. They knew. They were focused. They knew this, this is right. Man, come on, somebody. Proverbs 4, 23, my son or daughter, pay attention to what I say. He says, what? Pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. What? He starts off, this is very important. This is probably one of the most important Old Testament scriptures in, in, for us right now to understand because He's going to get to the place where it says, guard your heart because this determined your life. But he starts off by, by starting here. He says, pay attention to what I say. Why does he say that? Because whatever enters your ear ultimately, ultimately is going to affect your life, your beliefs, your decision making. You listening, just listening to stuff affects you. Are you guys hearing this? So he says, pay attention. Make it a priority. Listen closely. When you, when you hear that, you know this isn't just listen to what I have to say. You're saying, come here. We've got we, we to focus in and get our attention to what I'm about to say. This is priority. This is important, right? So he says, get it close. Get, get it. And Allow your ears to be influenced 
the right way. He says, don't let the word out of your sight. Let me read this real quickly. I'm going to show you something. Do not let the word of God out of your sight. Keep them with your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to a person's whole body. The word of God, what? We're to, what's this word? We're to keep. Don't let it out of my sight. Keep the word within my heart. Now, we hear the word keep, but that's the Hebrew word is shamar. We call our men's ministry team shamar. Shamar is, is, is a Hebrew word that is tied to a shepherd. And the position of the shepherd is to protect, watch over the sheep. So his position is a sheep gets out of line, he goes, protects the sheep. If the, he's going to guard the sheep, shamar. Are you guys hearing me? So I just want you to think about this because it's a shepherd watching over, watching over, watching over. Come on, get over here. Follow me, follow me over here. And you are focused in on making sure the sheep are okay. Now you guys see this. Do not let the word of God, shamar, shamar the word. You, the word of God comes in, you got to shamar, protect it, watch over because bad's going to try it again. The devil's going, nah, did God really say that? You're going to have, you know, your, your, your religious auntie going, well, the Bible doesn't say that and she doesn't even go to church, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, and, but you got to shamar, shamar, shamar what? The word of God. Are you guys hearing me? And then it says, shamar with your heart for that word, for the, the word of God, our life to those who find them. They're what? They're life. Everybody say life. They're life to those who find matzah, not for tamales, matzah. That means to seek with purpose. You have intent. You are looking with intent. So the Bible says when you get the word of God and you look for it with intent, it brings life into your life. You have life. You feel down, you feel like you need to get aggressive with the word of God. Now I'm going to just read the Bible. I'm going to just quit. Start believing it. Get these scriptures that you are needing in part of your life. Your health or whatever you're dealing with, get these scriptures in there and just feed on them, feed on them, meditate on them. Let them do what they're going to do. The word of God is not a lie. It tells the truth. It says, don't let it out of your sight. Tend, watch over, protect it with your heart, for they are life to those who purposely, intently look for them and find them, and health, marpe in the Hebrew. Marpe means it's a remedy. It's a way to get healed completely. It's medicine. It's saying this thing, this word of God will bring a cure. Boom! It will bring a cure to a person's whole body. Hmm. We'd be putting faith in pills that have 20 pages of how it's going to kill you. It doesn't do anything. Your body's created to heal and restore. Your body's created to do that. 
if we feed it crap, it, it has a problem. It's got to fight what we keep feeding it. Instead of it helping energize and strengthen us, it's got to, it's got to fight this other stuff. You, what, what do you think, oh, diabetes, what do you think that'll just, it just magically appears? No, it isn't. It's a cause. But once you start changing what you put in your, your body, all of a sudden things start fixing itself. See, no one wants to follow true silence. You want to follow fake news science which is always tied to a dollar bill. Always. Don't ever think they really care about you. What they care about is, can they continue to sell this medicine? If you like this or not, it's a fact. I'm talking to people out there. YouTube. Don't get all scared. You guys are the one saying that. I believe you. Telling you, it's a money thing, control. God says this body is powerful. If you can believe, you'll see it heal. You see it restore. Listen, I know. I've lived it many, many times in my own personal body, and I've seen it many, many other times in other people's personal bodies, and I've seen it supernatural miracles in person persons' bodies. So I've seen the full gamut, all right? So you can't tell me nothing. You can talk religion, but I know what I know. I know what I know. And I've seen it all. And I'm telling you, God in the supernatural with our covenant and the body that's created the way it's created, we're healthy and strong, people. We're healthy and strong. Keep them with your heart for their life to those who find them and health to a person's body. Above all else, above all else, guard. Is that like keep? No, it's a different one. Guard your heart because it determines the course of your life. The word guard is a different word. Shamar is keep and sometimes translated in English guard, but it's shamar. This is Natsar, and Natsar is the picture of a soldier. He's commanded to watch over a specific area of a fortress. Uh, it could be a, a, an olive garden or whatever. He's told, you are to stand here and you are to protect this area. Now, we know that once he's told this, he has got to protect it up to his life. In other words, if an enemy comes, he can't run away. He's going to stand here and protect whatever it is that he's guarding, period, even if he has to die protecting it. God says in his word, above all else, you better get an attitude of protecting your heart. Because if you don't, your life's not going to be good. Protect it. Guard it. Some of you, you haven't. It's tied to one thing. Self-image. It's the only reason why. But you're here at Love Life now, and this spiritual father saying, you got to change the way you see yourself because that ain't the real you. The real you is more valuable than anything. 
more valuable than anything, the real you. And I don't guess on that, I know. See, I know everything in true value is based upon not a guess, but a purchase, right? So I can say this, I can pull out a coin. This coin is worth $5,000 and it's a quarter. Say it's, you know, an 1800 quarter, rare. And I say it's worth $5,000. Truth of the matter is it's worth a quarter, period. Until someone plops down five grand, that's all it's worth. See, I can talk trash all I want, but until someone gives me five, it ain't worth five. Are you guys hearing me? Your value is the perfect, sinless blood of Jesus that he shed for you. You're priceless. Change your image. Change your image. Start waking up in the morning going, I I am priceless. Start seeing yourself the way you need to. Jesus loves me. God loves me with great love in which he loved me. Jesus died for me. Man, you start getting up every morning like that. Woo, watch out world. Watch out world. Come on. I, I know this can sound foreign, but you know here I'm speaking your language. Father, we thank you for the word. You're an awesome God. We love you tremendously. The word of God is, Jesus said it so, he said it in such a a brilliant way that should really wake us up to truth. And that is that out of the heart, the mouth speaks. But before he said that, he said, bad tree produces bad fruit. Good tree produces good fruit. Well, that's according to nature. So my nature has been changed, so I need to recognize that good should be coming out of me. And that's what I'll proclaim from this time forward. Good comes out of me because the tree's been made good. I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, so the fruit's going to be good. I have made the tree good by accepting Jesus. The fruit's going to be good. Multiplication's going to happen. Health and strength, vitality is mine because I choose to guard and protect the word of God in my life. My image continues to develop into greater and greater because I believe your word over my experience, my training. I'm choosing to receive new instruction according to my new papa, my new family, where God says, man, sky's the limit. That's my walk. That's my life. And that's what I'm going to choose to do. I'm not existing. I'm living life large. And I believe love life is in the same mindset, same attitude, and we will never be the same again because these words are life to us. And Father, we thank you for it and for not only our church and our family, but those out there to hear this word out there throughout this world. I believe for greatness taking place in people's lives 
because of the word of God coming alive in them. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. All right, y'all. Love you guys. Let's do this. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.